Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, family and friends? Welcome to another episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast, where I get to interview and speak to a wonderful, amazing nurses who are on the same wellness journey as us. Remembering that, you know, this this wellness journey, this growing journey doesn't have to be filled with just the growing pains. We can find the glow through it. We can glow through this journey and really find our purpose and really uh, lean into our purpose on the other side. Today, I have a wonderful guest on another wonderful guest. It has been so amazing in season four, being able to speak to these nurses that are movers and shakers and the nurse the nursing world. And today I get to speak to Rebecca Leon, um, also known as Infometa Mommy. <laughs> had to check myself, y'all. Look, had to put on my res, res, and get it on there and get it right. Infemera, Infemera Mommy. There we go. Y'all, and it is Hispanic Heritage Month. So happy Hispanic Heritage Month to my Latina nurses. Come celebrate with me. Let's really appreciate and, and 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 anticipate the journey and what we have done as a society as a culture for us latino nurses latina latino nurses and celebrate with me i hope that you will um, learn to celebrate your uniqueness as well another Side note, just a quick uh, shameless plug. If you haven't checked out the Latinas in Nursing book release that is out now for Hispanic Heritage Month, y'all, I get to be a co-author along with my friend Tina Loata Rodriguez. She was on the last episode, y'all, and this was uh, her vision, her her mission to share the the stories of other Latina nurses. So make sure you go check that out. You can check out the show notes for that link to the website latinasinnursing.com to get your copy now on Amazon as well, um, y'all. So really excited about that. Y'all, let's celebrate. Let's turn up. Let's embrace the journey that it is. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month to us nurses and Latinas and Latinos in um, in the world right now. Let's turn up, y'all. It's our month. <laughs> All right. So don't forget to like, subscribe to the You Glow Nurse podcast and share this episode with another nursing friend of yours. Y'all, let's be on this wellness journey together. And by inviting a friend, another nurse colleague, you're doing just that, sharing and spreading this wellness journey. So let me introduce our new guest on the podcast and my new friend, Miss Rebecca Leon. She is a Bachelor's nurse, RN, unit nurse educator, met in the medical oncology world and the, in the GI medical oncology clinic as well. 
She's also been nominated the new professional of the year and the national award. And she is in the Lambda Theta Alpha Latin sorority. A little bit about her. She is originally from Venezuela, raised in Florida, and now a transplant to the ATL. What up, ATL? I, uh, she says in her bio that she never thought she would be a nurse and nursing has been a journey for her. And she knows in this profession that she has been allowed to flourish and grow in so many ways that she has never imagined. She is currently working on receiving a master's in her nursing education while working full time. Her long term, her long term future goal is to grow as a nurse mentor and educator and curate a virtual platform for nursing students and new graduate nurses to gain knowledge regarding the profession while taking advantage of the opportunities uh, as a bachelor's of science in nursing. So let's get ready to welcome Enfermera Mami to the podcast. Let's bring her on. There we go. Did she come on? Y'all bear with me. Maybe not. There we go. (laughs) What's going on, friend? Hi, Carly. Hi. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited. Yes, Miss Enfermera Mommy, a.k.a. Nurse Reb. It is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast here today and just to be open and to share your journey of purpose because that's what we've been talking about in season four, just what it means to redefine our purpose, to restore our purpose. Maybe you've experienced a time. And we were talking earlier that you have experienced a time when maybe there was some uncertainty. There was some time where you had to go search for your purpose. Like, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? You know, because we get into nursing. I know I have. This is my personal a testimony. I get in, get into nursing thinking, oh, I'm just going to help people. I'm going to make this look good. I'm going to make this look great. It's going to be easy. It's going to be this. Wrap it up with a nice bow and I'm out after my eight hour shift and I'm sleeping comfortably. But you get into the reality of nursing world and it is not like that. And maybe you have struggle with that as well. And so today we get the opportunity to dive deeper into what does that mean for you? How have you found your purpose in this nursing journey? So I want to know. You want to know? Well, I want to (laughs) know. Well, I think for me, that really started in nursing school, right? Or even right before that. So, I mean, Look, most people, when they go into nursing school, they have this idea of it's going to teach you what you need to know when you become a nurse and it's going to help you grow. And it's going to be great because you're right. You're just helping people. You're just trying to be there. You're trying to support them. You're trying to love on them. And the reality is that it's not always just like that. And especially when you're coming in and, you know, you don't really know exactly what part you want to be a part of in terms of like how you want to develop yourself because they're they tell you once you graduate from nursing school you go and you work in the hospital and that's what my view of nursing was you go and you work in the hospital or you go and you work in a clinic and that's it and quite frankly that is not the reality of our profession at all (laughs) and that is not it that's a little bit limited it limits us right 
I think it actually opens a lot more doors than we think it does. Because if we think about it, how they portray it to us in nursing school, or at least how they portrayed it to me, and how nursing is portrayed in the world as you're in the hospital or you're in the clinic and that's it, then that gives us a limited view of nursing. Absolutely. When it can be so much more than that. And Mm. through my nursing journey, when I actually became a nurse and started working in the hospital in 2019 with general surgery, you know, after having worked in the hospital as a nurse tech um, and being the only Latina nurse on my unit, not to mention that I didn't really know where to go or what to do from there. I thought that I would just work on that little unit for two years after I finished my nurse residency program and then go over to the neonatal ICU so that way I could work with the babies because that's always what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, life did not quite happen like that, even though it did. (laughs) So when I started nursing, it was 2019. And then come 2020, we had this big beast called COVID uh, shake everything up and change it all. And for me, that looked like, you know, going into the world of floating and working in different spaces and all this good rhythm that I had created for myself in that first year of being a nurse and those good and healthy habits and that routine that I had made completely stopped, changed and had to be figured out all over again when COVID Mm. happened. And Floating in the hospital during that little time period in the beginning of COVID was honestly not too bad because I was able to work Monday through Wednesday and had the rest of the week to myself and I could still kind of keep up some of that stuff um, that I was already doing to take care of myself, like going to the gym or eating healthy or whatever, going outside just to walk in the park or something because, you know, things were limited at the moment. But switching over it in professionally, it didn't feed me. It didn't give me what I wanted to be able to continue and flourish in the way that I wanted to. So while my wellness was pretty good in that start of COVID and I could still, you know, take care of myself because of the schedule that I had and the way that I was working, it wasn't feeding me for my soul, for my purpose. Mm. It wasn't giving me what I needed. So at the time, what I thought I needed was going over to the neonatal ICU and Going over there, that's my preferred patient population. I love working with the babies and the itty bitties. They are just so cute. And being a NICU nurse is such a special thing. Um, They are so strong. They are so wonderful. And being a Latina nurse in the NICU, um, there were also, even though that unit had a hundred and something people, I think there was only me and one other person that was a Latina nurse. And they confused us. All the time because we both had uh, uh, black hair and we were both a low brown. So with that, you know, working over there, I loved it. I loved working with the babies. That part was amazing and great. But I knew that it wasn't feeding me in the way that I needed it to in terms of the schedule that I had. And a lot of the things that I had for myself. Oh, did it? break up or did something happen? yeah it was it was completely stuck I'm sorry go oh, okay. continue okay um so working in the neonatal ICU you know as the only Latina nurse it was great to be able to take care of the patients that were Latino and it was great to be able to talk to them and provide them a service that didn't exist on that unit at that mm-hmm. time but the culture of the unit and the things that I knew that I needed to take care of myself 
were not being provided. So previously in my in the job before that, while all of my self-care was being provided, but professionally it wasn't, this one was the opposite. And I wanted to be a neonatal nurse practitioner since, you know, I wanted to be able to take care of babies and, and do everything. But because of my experience there and the things that I learned and how I chose to grow with that, it led me somewhere else. And I really had to figure out, well, where is this going to take me? What am mm. I going to do now? Um, and I honestly didn't really know. <laughs> yeah. I was applying to different places just off the chance that if I did get an interview, if it was going to be a good fit, then I was going to know that it was. And thankfully, somebody decided to take a chance on me, even though I have no oncology experience before, but I did have GI experience before. And they mm. said, well, let's bring you over. Let's, I have the perfect job for you. It's not approved yet. And we're going to get you over here, but I need you to come work with me. And it felt right. It felt like it was what I needed to do. So I said, okay. And I went and I worked outpatient and I've been working outpatient ever since. Um, it's been such an interesting journey because now I'm able to feed myself professionally and personally. Now mm. I have the time and space to do what I need to do to take care of myself. And don't get me wrong, it can always be better. I can do more things and I can find other opportunities to take care of myself better and to grow more professionally. And, you know, I am seeking out those avenues on the low. But we're going to see where it takes us. And so far over the last two years working outpatient, I feel like I've been able to take care of myself the most and grow the most professionally mm. because I've been able to know that nursing education is really where I fall in. And especially being a Latina nurse and seeing folks in nursing education, they don't look like me a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had someone like me when I was in nursing school to tell me these are all the different opportunities that you could possibly have. This is what you can do with your career in nursing. This is how you can excel in nursing school as a first generation, low income, neurodivergent Latina nurse. What does that look like? And yeah. I have that. So I want to be that for other people. And looking back on my entire journey of myself and my professional life, it's always been about education in some way, mm. be it me educating myself or me taking steps to be able to educate others. And being able to do that personally has changed my life in so mm. many ways. I am able to take care of myself so much better despite having 50 million different opportunities and things that I work through and do, because it's true, I, I'm a busy person. Um, mm. But I also feel like I can feed joy into my body. I can love myself and I can still take things and use the opportunities to grow for myself. And if it doesn't work or if I learn something that I, it's not what I thought it was going to be, then I can take that and still see the value in it later. Even if I don't like it in the moment or it doesn't feel good in the moment or I feel like I've overextended myself, whatever it is. Afterwards, I looked back and said, you know, timing is perfect. It's taken me exactly where I needed to be. Mm. And if I didn't do it the way that it happened, then we wouldn't have had the outcome that we have now. And for that, I'm so grateful. Mm. So that's been a little bit of my journey and how I've been able to take care of myself while also growing into my passions. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I, I hear so much just 
passion and and compassion for the profession for for what you're doing for your journey and even it was just so much that you said there uh, regarding like just being a Latina nurse and changing the cycles like we gotta oh we gotta go back we gotta like uh, unpack a little bit of that and um <laughs> and, and you know get into this to the deep things that, you know, the journey is of um, just growing, growing and glowing through it because, you know, yeah. nurses can experience the hard things of the, the, of the, of the profession and just, you know, get burnt out. It's, it's, we hear about it. We hear about the burnout. We know about it, that it's going to happen. Um, but it doesn't have to be the, the end all be all. There is, other another side to it there is the the glowing part the the growing and the glowing part that you you come to like what we were saying earlier to the self actualization you know um and sometimes it takes the struggles so how has taking the scary action been like how were you able to take scary action because that's what i hear you saying um you know you you started in your career in this one unit you were comfortable you were doing the things you got into routine covid happened you had to take another action move somewhere else make a decision then you found out like hey this isn't for me and you moved into another department and it found you to something that was closer to your purpose to where you're now able to see how you want to help nurses how you want to be an educator so how did you get to this boldness of like okay how did you get to this place like i'm okay with taking action was there a method was it something in your upbringing was it just your mindset at that time what was the work that you had to do to take that scary action well i think it starts in my upbringing, right? So I was originally born in Venezuela, and I came to the United States three days before my fifth birthday, something that I will never forget. And wow. it was my parents and I, um, and I celebrated my sixth birthday here in the United States, and we didn't know English. We, My dad had come first, so that way he could kind of establish something for himself, get a job, have a place to stay. I do have some family that lives here in the United States that came before us, but it's really always just been my parents and I. And with that, I mean, that was kind of the biggest step of bold action that I saw in my life or that I got to experience in my life because what you have to know about my family is we're huge. <laughs> my mom like a lot of us, like a lot of us Latinos. My mom's side of the family, she is one out of 11. Wow. She, yeah. Yeah. I have over 150 family members like that we are so close to. Listen, we on that WhatsApp all the time. I, I don't that. be talking, much, but I be looking at it. And you know, them taking that step of we need to figure out a new life for ourselves because mm. you know my mom is a dentist in Venezuela. Here she's a dental hygienist. My dad had a profession in marketing in Venezuela. Now here he works in home insurance. And that was the biggest step of bold action that I could see, leaving everything that they knew behind to create a better life, regardless of what that could possibly look like. And they always instilled that in me of whatever you want to be, you're going to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. They always told me they didn't care what it was. But education is the one thing that nobody can take away from me. Yeah. And that whatever I do, let me be the best because mm -hmm. they know that I could because they could too. And because they put everything in my life in a way to be able to try and be the best that I could be and, you know, figure it out for myself what that looks like. 
So having that support, having that love, and then also having a family that is just so educated and so unafraid of figuring out how to take care of each other in our community and within ourselves and also taking those leaps, right? Because my parents and I were the first to leave Venezuela. And unfortunately, since then, the situation has only gotten worse. And since then, I've also seen other family members immigrate to other parts of the world. So now I have family members across continents and them being unafraid to do what they can to further their life has always been an inspiration for me. And knowing that I came to the United States so young and that whatever, wherever my family would go ultimately lands on me and what I do is a big weight to have on your shoulder. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That that was my next, like literally my next statement to you after hearing, because it's heavy. Look, as a Latina myself with my mom, um, she's from Nicaragua. And so we're coming. (laughs) Yes. And we're coming from humble beginnings. You know, our parents took that scary decision, that scary leap of faith, like you were even even saying, you know, that boldness, that bold action to come to America for a better life. And so that puts us in position to 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 even go further. But it can be heavy to carry that like, okay, they did what they could. Now I have to take every advantage possible. I have to take everything. I have to do my very best. I have a responsibility to go even further. It can be heavy. It can be like this, like, you know, like I'm setting up my my children. I'm setting up my my future family for the next, you know, because I want them to be better because of where we came from and my humble beginnings. So I have to be very, very mindful about my self-care and how heavy I put that on me because it, it can make you feel like you have to be working all the time. This hustle mode can come on and come on to you. And I pray every day. I'm like, Lord, it's not me on my own. I know you're working it out. So having my faith has truly helped me even in this journey of becoming, even into this journey of finding my purpose and taking better care of myself in this purpose. So I'm curious to know, like, how have you, you know, seen this, 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 from your parents, you know, you've seen them, this, this reflection, this example, that's what I wanted to say. This example, how have you now leveled up and found your, you know, your self-care? Cause we keep saying self-care, how to take better care of ourselves. And that's an important piece that maybe they weren't able to necessarily do on their own. How are you leveling up in that Haslow's myarchy? hierarchy of needs. Um, like we were saying earlier too, when we were speaking earlier, how are you leveling up, taking care of yourself and not really uh, looking at this opportunity as a burden, this responsibility as a burden? How are you acting that out in your life as an educator and going forward? I feel like my biggest driving force in part is, you know, it's always been of how can we make a better life? And what does that look like? You know, Yes, that can look like your career. Yes, that can look like excelling in different things. But at the end of the day, coming from a different country, I know that there's a different way of life to live than the way that we live here. And that, I think, has always been my driving force in some ways, because, you know, seeing how people live in this country, it you live to work a lot of the time. Mm. And I don't want to do that. I never have. 
like as much as I love working, as much as I love the things that I do and the way that I put my energy, I, I don't want to have to feel obligated to a healthcare system because, you know, I'm a nurse. That's my profession. But I don't want to feel obligated to my paycheck for a healthcare system. I don't want to feel like I can't ever take vacation or see the world or just take a day off because I need to have mental health days or something like that. And those are opportunities and things that I never saw my parents have growing up. Mm, they sure. were they yeah. were always working. They were always trying to figure out what their next step to be was to, you know, be better and have a better place in life. And they have done so much and they have succeeded in so many ways. And for that, I am so incredibly grateful for them. And I'm so proud of them too for everything that they've done and all of the opportunities that they have faced and all of the adversary, uh, adversary moments that they have faced too, to be in the place that they are. But little bit by little bit, I started, you know, growing up with those examples and trying to figure out, okay, well, their job is to go to their workplace. My job is to go to school. So to be able to be successful in my job, I need to get good grades. I need to get into a good college, which I did. I got into a top 20 university and we made it happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so come on. Yes. That's how I came to Atlanta and I was able to graduate with less than a year's worth of student loans and wow. graduate from what is now considered the number four um, nursing school in the country. And we're wow. a healthcare system that is incredible and innovative. And I've been able to succeed in those ways, but kind of throughout college, especially being, you know, away from home because in, in Latino families, you don't go away from home unless you're getting married. <laughs> okay. So yes. Going to college six hours away was hard. And I put a lot of that burden on myself because mm. It was, it was hard. I had to be successful. Mm. And in my first year of university, my father was diagnosed with bladder cancer. Wow. And I knew from that moment on that whatever I needed, whatever had to happen, whatever my future was going to hold was going to come from me and me alone. Mm. And I needed to be able to take care of my family too. Mm. And carrying that burden at that time from being moved from moving here to when I graduated, it felt so heavy mm -hmm. because again, it's, it's me and my parents. <laughs> I don't have siblings that I really relate with that I can, you know, do anything. And for my community, I had to build that um, for myself, especially, you know, having moved away from home, having to create your own community at a low income or, you know, as a first generation, low income student at a, predominantly white institution that doesn't really have that much of place of support and mm. navigating all of that as a Latina woman, as an immigrant, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. And during that time, I felt like I was taking care of myself as best as I could. And I was hustling as much as I can. I, there was one point where I was going to school full time. I had two jobs over the summer. I always had a job. I was always on campus making money. I was involved in all of the different organizations because I knew all of those things were going to be able to take me to that next level. Mm. But I also knew that I was burning myself out mm. and that I was putting so much pressure on myself to succeed that in the moments that I couldn't or I didn't, I took it so hard. Ooh. 
Talk and- about that. We need to talk about that. <laughs> That's good. Because I know when you said that, I was like, ooh, she in my journal. She reading my <laughs> thoughts. Because we talked about that last time in the podcast too. Failures, mistakes, like it happens. It doesn't mean that you're a failure, you're a mistake. So what does that mean to you now? Like how were, how have you been able to move past that, like that, that, that mindset that a failure means that you're a bad person or that you messed up or you're a wrong person? How have you moved past that? I want to, I want to talk about that. I think, you know, it's, it's definitely been a journey over years. <laughs> it's not, yeah. something it takes time. In, yeah, it's not something that came in overnight, but it really kind of is comes down to, you know, I'm still doing the best that I can. Mm. And at the end of the day, not everything is going to work out, but that's okay because something better can. So the biggest places where I see these things and they've been pivotal moments for me has been, you know, when I was an undergrad, I originally wanted to go to medical school. It got to the point where, you know, my grades, they weren't great. (laughs) So that just wasn't going to happen for me. Also learning more about what that entails, that wasn't going to be it for me. So Mm. I had to be real, right? That I now, knowing the things that I know now as a nurse and having worked with residents and interns and all of them, that was not a life that would have been sustainable for me. Mm. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah. Because it wasn't meant to be for me. I didn't know that at the time when I was making these decisions, but now I learned. And having that pivot, that's what took me into nursing school. And I'm going to tell you, I was waitlisted for nursing school. I didn't even get in the first time. Mm. And by God's grace... On the day that I had a terrible, terrible final that I thought I was going to totally fail and was going to be the reason why I could never get into nursing school, I got the notification that, yes, I was accepted. And somehow I passed that final. <laughs> and then kind of from there, even when I got into nursing school, the first semester was great, fine and dandy. And then my second semester, just everything kind of fell apart for me. Life, school, health, well-being, everything. Because I got to the point where I was just so burnt out that I couldn't do anything anymore. Mm. So within the last month of nursing school, that semester, my second semester, I had to withdraw from all of my classes. I had spoken with the nursing school and they told me that I, if I withdrew, I would be able to, you know, take some finals and those classes I would be able to pass and no problem. And then the three that I just couldn't. Um, at that time that I would just have to retake those. I come in and I turn in my paperwork after I've taken one of my finals and they tell me, actually, if you withdraw, you withdraw from everything or you withdraw from nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, well, if I don't withdraw, then I'm going to fail out of nursing school right now. But if I do withdraw, then I'm going to have to retake this all over again. I'm going to have to extend undergrad again. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I started nursing school in what was supposed to be my senior year. So I was mm. already going to be delayed by a year. So if I withdrew from all of my classes, then I was going to have to extend my journey again. <laughs> and at that point I was like, well, it's either I do nothing or I figure out how I do everything. And I had to figure out how to, how to do everything. So I took that moment and I said, okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and withdraw and we're going to take the summer to not do anything. I Mm -hmm. did work 
so I could sustain myself because with my job on campus, I was able to get housing meals and a stipend. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I didn't have to worry about school or anything like that. So I said, let's just take the summer to withdraw, to re- kind of regroup and figure out what we wanted to do and how we were going to be able to continue. And I did. And honestly, that summer was something that really put me on a path to be better for myself because it gives gave me the space and clarity to just kind of slow down for a second in a way that I hadn't allowed myself to. And I think that's been my biggest takeaway is in all of those moments I that are huge, that are big, that feel scary, that are so burdensome, I have to take a step back. I have to take a second and Ooh, yes. And the answer has always been, do I leave or do I stay? So in the nursing school in that moment, it was, well, do I stay in nursing school and figure this out or do I leave and put it? That's one way to frame that. The other way to frame it was, do I leave how I'm attacking the situation in the moment? And do I start doing something that might be better? Because those two things go hand in hand for me. And they always have. And that's why for me and my faith too, it's it's always been God's timing is perfect. It's divine. Because at the end of the day, he's going to put me on the path that I need to be. And if it's a little delayed, okay. If it's a little sped up, then that's okay too. Because <laughs> it's better. It's way better. It's way better when I don't have to figure it out on my own. I'm like, yeah. okay, God, I have an idea. I got, you know, plans. But overall, God's timing. Yes. How are you going to execute it? And Mm. that's something that I've really learned over, especially over the last kind of two years is, okay, I've put all of the stepping stones. I've set all of the foundation and I have these big dreams and aspirations and things that I hope and wish in my life. And even like little things like little roles and positions or things like that, that I might apply to or something that I might really, really want in that moment. And then I don't get them. And like with this, um, this uh, award that I received, new professional of the year with, for LTA. So LTA is the first in line. You weren't, you weren't just, um, you won it. I, I yeah, think I actually I said like you were nominated, but you won oh. the new professional. Yeah. Yes. Correction. So, yes. So this year I was able to win new professional of the year with Lambda Theta Alpha Latin Sorority Incorporated, which is the first and largest Latina sorority in the nation. Um, wow actually a part of. And that's one of the ways that I feed into the Latino community. (laughs) You found your community. Yeah. And now I'm the one of the National Expansion Committee co-chairs overseeing expansion sites all over the nation. So shameless plug if anyone's interested in. Yes. Come on, come on. Um, But through that, you know, I, I was able to win this award this year, but last year I had applied for a different one and I didn't get it. And that's okay. Because I was like, okay, well, it's not that I'm not qualified. It's just that there had to be someone better than me. Mm. And that was that first time that I really kind of took that step of that thinking process of, well, if it's not me, then it had to be someone better or there has to be something better for me. And for this year, with all of the different accolades and things that I've been able to achieve professionally, this one was the one that was meant for me is Mm. new professional of the year. And this has fed into me working as a nurse so much. And (laughs) I've been able to receive recognition in my workplace too. And it gives me, you know, weight and basis to say, 
yes, I am an expert in nursing education. Yes, I am an expert in my field. Like these are the different ways that I can show you that. And had I not gone through the different things where the opportunities said no, be it the job, be it the thing that I applied for, be it something in my personal life, as long as I can keep that attitude of, okay, well, if it's not me, it's going to be somebody better. Or if it's not me, something better is there out there for me. That has led me into so many bigger places. And I can't even describe (laughs) how exciting it's been to have Mm -hmm. this kind of outlook, especially over the last year. And it's helped me take some of that weight off. Yes. And to bring it back to uh, the conversation earlier of, you know, how this has grown is I've now become an example for my parents because Mm -hmm. since I started nursing and, you know, had the income to be able to travel and go out of the country or have the income to just take a weekend away and enjoy myself or take a step back and say, I cannot go to work today. I am just not there because if I do go, I am not going to be able to do the things that I know that I can do. And I need to take care of myself first. Mm. or having the boldness to change jobs so because I can (laughs) not because I need to but because I can and the opportunity has presented itself it's actually shown my parents well why can't I have that boldness too and my mom now just transitioned into a new job where she uh, she's a dental hygienist like I mentioned and now she's getting paid more money because she had that boldness within herself and had she not mm. talked to me or you know seen me do the things that I've done she would have stayed being comfortable in her job or now my parents are you know traveling too and taking weekend trips and going and they had a whole weekend or a whole little two weeks around Portugal and Spain visiting oh, wow. family and things like that like I love being able to see them do that and it's because I have that courage I have mm-hmm. that boldness to be myself and to figure out a better way of life for me that was more fulfilling and better. And now I've seen that change in them too. And I've seen how much it has impacted them. So I know like, especially in the place that I am, you know, as a Latina, as an immigrant to this country, as a little neurodivergent, because I do got ADHD, so I'm a little all over the place, but having all those different attributes and things, it's made me different. And learning how to take care of myself through all of that mm-hmm. has really changed my life. And yeah. it's changed my outlook on life. And it's changed the way that I approach nursing too. Because when I deal with other nurses that are trying to figure out their space, their mm. path, I'm upfront with them of if this is the place where it is, great. Like when I, we have nurses that I precept, I'm like, okay. If you, if this is what you want to do and this is how you want to do it, great. How do you want to go grow from here? Where do you want to go from here? Because I'm not the type of person that wants to see people stay and be stagnant, Mm. be unhappy in their workplace, because then that just makes it more difficult for everybody involved, for the patients, for the nurses, for the leadership. But if you can take a step back and say, okay, yes, I want to stay and I'm going to do X, Y, Z and that's going to be fulfilling enough for me to stay, then great. But no, I think there might be something better out there for me. I think it's my time to leave. Please do it. (laughs) Because if you feel like it's time, then it probably should have happened five minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Taking better care of yourself so that you can go the extra mile, so that you can pour from an an a full and overflowing cup. We want it to come from the overflow. As nurses, we give so much. We don't want to just give from the 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 just the fumes that we're running off of. I think it's so pivotal to do the self-care things. Um, it has been pivotal in my own journey. And as a coach, that's what I help other nurses do as well. You know, create those self-care strategies that are going to take them further in their purpose because this work that we're doing, it's taxing. And as Latina nurses, we come from an even more humble um, beginning where we're, where we have to relearn, where we're breaking cycles, you know, and we're building upon what our parents and what the generations before us have done. So it can be a taxing time when we have so much pressure on us to be successful and to, to do the, 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 the best that we can in everything. So having those self-care strategies are super, super pivotal to where you're going in your nursing journey. And I love that you talk about mindfulness and having that attitude of, okay, this failure happened, this struggle happened, this was a pushback, this was a no, but let me let me take this moment instead of just like, woe is me attitude, because I've had that. I've had that in my journey. The woe is me, everybody's out to get me. Instead of that, you exemplified an attitude of, well, <laughs> Let me take a step back. Maybe this isn't just about what everybody else is doing to me or how the world is falling apart or how everybody is responsible except for me. Let me take a step back and and take care of me because there is this idea that self-care is just all about, you know, you know, the bubble baths and just eating all the chocolate you want. But really, self-care is, <laughs> you know, it's part of it. But there is a free self-care 99, you know, that is just like your mindset. Like, how are you talking to yourself every day? And that's what I really want to challenge and push forward and, you know, really capture today with our conversation, the self-care that you were practicing throughout this journey, how you gave yourself grace and compassion, even in the adversities, like you said. Um, I think it's so, I think it's so just it's so bold. It's so brave. It's so compassionate that you were able to have that, that mindset, that attitude. And it really came from those humble beginnings. And like you said, with your parents and then just building on it and trusting your purpose, trusting your passion, trusting your journey every day, a little bit at a time, you know, the, the unclarity, the uncertainty happens, but it's all leading to a bigger purpose. I think that's beautiful. That's wonderful. So, it is. And I want to know what are some self-care things that you're doing for yourself now in this season as we're wrapping up? You know, I said the chocolate and you was like, yes, chocolate, you know, that is part of it. But I, I want to know like what Nurse Reb is doing for her self-care as she is developing, as she's growing, as she's becoming. What are the things that you're doing in in your journey to help support you? Well, it definitely, I think for me, has started with that mindset, right? So mm-hmm. That mindset shift was kind of that first stepping stone. And you were talking about the chocolates and the things. And because that is the view of self-care that people have, the bubble baths, the the face masks, the... Like that's the only thing self-care is. Yeah, but it's not. And I think that's where, um, you know, I really started. um, And I got this from Dasha Polanco, self-lovery. And it's about the things that you do for yourself to love on yourself. And it could be the silliest thing. It could be literally just putting your hair in a little bonnet at night 
to protect your hair or going over with a little gua sha at night and just trying to incorporate that. But it can also be smiling and taking pictures of yourself and Mm. just enjoying that moment and, you know, having that boldness to put yourself out there because right now, you know, yes, you know, we do want to remain private and keep our things private, but at the same time, what you're going through is what other people are going through. Mm. How you see yourself is a reflection in part of how other people see you. So if you change the way that you see yourself, it'll change the way other people see you too. Mm. And through self-lovery, and and I made that into a little hashtag for myself on Instagram. I would just post little stories for myself. I wasn't posting them for anybody else. It was just for myself of things that I found to be self-love. And that could look like me just going to the park for a second or me spending some time with my little dog or me going and spending time with friends, spending Mm -hmm. with family. All of those things feed into the love of myself because they are things that I pour my heart into and that pour into me. So labeling it in that way has allowed me to kind of reframe and figure out like, okay, well, if that is all of the things that feed into me, how can I do better? And sometimes that looks like going to the gym, even though I haven't done that in a while. But right now what that looks like is I'm working with a um, nutritionist and and PT. Um, They're great. Nelly Athletics, shout out to them. They are awesome. Um, They are doing a a personalized plan for me in terms of like food and nutrition and workouts and things. And it has been so helpful to just learn about how to better take care of my body through food. And honestly, also breaking down some misconceptions I had about food. And some of the things that I have learned, at least through that, is that our like cultural foods and I love all our cultural foods first and foremost I've never okay but and also quick aside I love Nicaragua I've actually been to Nicaragua before oh my god my like one of my angels in my life is a um, Nicaraguan woman who has since Mm. passed but she is my tita she is like Mm. my grandmother in this country um and you know eating gallo pinto and eating all of the things I love it but I have learned that those foods are so incredibly nutritious for us that the foods and the things that we have in mind of like, well, this is what's supposed to be good and healthy for you. Well, actually our food is better in for Mm. our bodies at least. Mm. And like having that change in mindset too, of like kind of resetting and going back of like, okay, well, how can I dig more into my roots to take better care of myself? Mm. And that has been so special for me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Nutrition is it's a whole nother and you it can is. get me started on it. Like I yeah. love I love the idea of fueling myself for what I want to feel. Like if I want energy, if I want clarity, if I want better self body image, like I can I have a responsibility. It ain't like, you know, I'm just oh, well, it is what it is. I'm gonna eat this food and keep it moving. You know, like you, you can, you know, pick and choose better choices and you can 
you know, decide like, hey, this is enough coffee for today. I think I'm going to get on this water, you know, and and really hydrate myself. Like, okay, <laughs> like my I brain. Support water bottle. I like, love it. I love it. Because I need to hydrate. But especially, and, and what's beautiful about Nelly Athletics is that they do work with nurses. So oh, wow. the fact that they work with nurses and have been able to teach me so much, um, even just about my body over the last few weeks and like how to better take care of myself mm-hmm. as a nurse and how to eat the foods that are cultural for me and dispel some of those misconceptions. Even just over the last few weeks, I have felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And finding ways to integrate life like and food and working out and moving and those kinds of things and not being so hard on ourselves about that, that because part. we don't feel like we do enough. Like that part. Those few things have been so impactful in the last few weeks. So the fact that like we're doing this today and I've been able to do that even just over the last four or five weeks has been like, honestly, just so great. So that's been one of the ways that I've been able to take care of myself and what like that self-love has looked like for me. Um, Another way is just me doing something a little unconventional for most people. Um, So I love going to the gym. I do not have enough energy or time in my brain right now to go to the gym. However, I love doing pole fitness. Um, and oh, <laughs> so that's one of the things that I do to feed into myself. I grew up dancing mm. and that was a way for me to be able to participate. I, I grew up like loving Latino music and salsa, merengue, bachata. My favorite artist is Juan Luis Guerra and Shakira. Okay. I went to Costa okay. Guerra, like when he had his tour, he's also coming out with new music and I'm so excited. Oh. But things like that, like I grew up dancing and you can't really dance our dances without a partner. <laughs> so that makes it a little hard for me to be able mm. to dance by myself, right? So I was trying to find other ways to get into dancing because that's just something that I love to do. And I've taken hip hop classes. I've done other things. I did that all in undergrad and everything, but it wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. And then I found pole dancing and I found pole fitness specifically where we are able to use our bodies to create these beautiful shapes and create this just show of strength and grace and beauty while using this thing that, you know, this apparatus that has been so stigmatized Mm. for such a long time. And even when I share that with people and I don't share it with everybody necessarily, but at the same time, I'm getting to the point where my parents know everybody else can know too. What (laughs) more could you give me, you know, but that has fed so much into me over the last three years that I've been doing it. And that's been kind of my Mm -hmm. outlet. I started learning before COVID and then with COVID shutting down, you know, that wasn't as accessible to me, but now it's something that I've been able to continue to do over the last three years. And I have found myself being so strong and feeling so beautiful and feeling just so like full (laughs) not just me and my art form it's also the classes that I'm in and I've been able to find community in our shared struggle of how do we invert in the air (laughs) it's a shared (laughs) struggle right how do we shoulder how do we literally throw our bodies up into the air 
with our shoulders and just our hands and using physics to make that be beautiful while you have music on and you're in the middle of a performance. Like those things have are so unconventional, you know, to most, but it's been a way that I've been able to, you know, meld a lot of my common interests and I have been able to grow so much as a person and even just like it's been able to change my mindset because it is a sport that is really difficult. (laughs) And I have been able to see so much beauty in other people and strength in other people doing it. And it just pushes me to want to continue. So that gives me motivation to want to take care of myself better. Mm -hmm. Right now I am on a break from pole and it's my first break for the last two years. So this is the first time that I'm not consistently going every single Sunday, but it's because I'm trying to, again, take that step back, kind of yeah. myself, give myself that break and give myself what I need, which is what, you know, the nutrition piece and the workout piece and everything is giving me while still finding d- different ways to incorporate that. Cause I do have one at home, so I can practice and I can still. Talk okay. In that way. Okay. <laughs> Let me find out. Okay. She got a poll at home. (laughs) I have a little post on my social media where it's. I think I saw it. I think I saw it. Yes. I saw your your post. That's wonderful. I love how you're dispelling all these myths about, you know, how you view self-care as far as like nutrition and fitness. A lot of times we can really just limit that. Like, oh, this, I have to punish myself to uh to work out it has to be a chore and that's something that i i am definitely always coaching my clients with as well like dispelling those myths around self care like it's not a punishment movement and nutrition and eating you know healthier and deciding to eat healthier is not like oh this this restriction it's not a just a diet it's something that you know is going to help you in longevity, in your health, because it's all about doing the things that we love and fueling our bodies and doing the things that fill us up. Like you were saying, like that is so important to have those activities outside of just, okay, yes, I'm passionate about nursing, but I'm so much more than just a nurse. I'm a human being. And this is what I need. And this is what I thrive on. And really, you know, going the extra mile to find out what that is. And I love that you have a community where you're doing that and and pouring into yourself so that you can be the best, so that you can give more in your passion and your purpose. So I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Miss Nurse Reb, for sharing (laughs) with us today and for just being a light. And, And really, I can just tell your passion about all of the things that you're doing and, you know, kudos for you to, to really want to be that nurse that, that you didn't have wanting to be that example. And that's something that I resonate as well with wanting to be a role model. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it looked like to have that example of what a nurse, even a Latina nurse, um, would, would go through. And there were things in my life that I looked at as struggles, like, you know, not having the kids or the family or the house or the, the, the vacations all, you know, struggling with my school that I looked at that as like limits, but really that is helping me, you know, the way that I deal with those, the way that I get through that is, is helping me to be an example. It's helping me to lead the way for other nurses that may struggle with the same thing. So I love that you are, you know, really reframing 
that that limiting mindset and looking at it like, oh, I have everything within me, looking at it as a, a, as a reframing. So I, I appreciate all that you've shared with us today. If you would tell our listeners, you know, where they can find you, where they can um, contact you if they're interested in being a part of your mentorship or finding out more about you as an educator or following your journey, where can we where can we find you? Absolutely. So I am on all major platforms, Instagram, threads, TikTok, um, all of that, Facebook, <laughs> at mami underscore, aka Nurse Reb. Um, and I am just out here. Please feel free to send me an email. My email is the same, mami at gmail.com. And I'm more than happy to reach out to you all one-on-one or just DM me. I have a lot of content that I am working on putting out and kind of restructuring my page a little bit. So you'll see a lot more to come. And quick little shout out. Um, I am going to be um, on Instagram live with Enfermería para Todos on Wednesday evening. So look out for that. She is another Venezuelan nurse um, that oh, wow. in Venezuela and is here in the United States um, working on her NCLEX. So we're going to be talking and there's a whole bunch of other Latina nurses that are trying to get on that too. So I'm going to have you reach out to her. Oh, yes. I think I I think I've been um, in contact with her. I think I've seen her before. Yes. She's from Venezuela doing hers as well. That's going to be an amazing conversation. Make sure you tune into that. We're going to leave all your show, all of the links in our show notes so that you can be in contact. And for sure, we definitely want to have you back on again so you can share more with us. Feel free to drop in any time. We really, really appreciate you, Enfermera Mami, a.k.a. Nurse Reb in the (laughs) building. I love it. I love it. I I appreciate you, friend. No, thank you. And I appreciate you giving these folks this opportunity and, you know, finding a way to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month in a different way. And thank you for for being a big part of that. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much, friend. I'll see you next time. Bye. Wow, y'all. Another amazing conversation with a nurse on her journey to purpose, to passion, and to doing the things that she loves. I love how we were able to break down the multifaceted different ways that Nurse Reb was just sharing with us nutrition, mental health, mental wellness, the 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 mindset, and then you know, building from what your parents have shown you and, and growing and being appreciative and having gratitude. So many wonderful gems that she shared with us today. So make sure you check it out. Join us on the podcast. If you're watching live, make sure you like, subscribe, leave me a comment. Let me know it's real. What were your takeaways from today's conversation? And share this with another nurse. That's how we get this this mission out there for nurse wellness so that we can continue to to grow and to glow in this journey and to to do this for a lifetime, y'all. It's not just a quick fix. It's not just a Band-Aid. We're taking care of ourselves from the inside out and sharing it with others and encouraging other nurses like you and me on this journey, y'all. Make sure you like, subscribe, and don't forget to check us out. Latinas in Nursing already launching live, going live. You can find us wherever books are sold. You can get us on Amazon. You can check out the website, Latinas in Nursing. And if you're interested in finding more about my coaching opportunities and joining me in your nurse wellness journey for a one-on-one environment, go ahead and click the links below. You can find out more and join our nurse wellness community for so much more, y'all. It has been a journey. Season four, Purpose Redefined, Purpose Restored. Let's do this, y'all. I'll see you next time. Bye.